0: Hey, friend, welcome back to the Vision Driven Health Podcast, where Jesus loving ladies like yourself learn how to create healthy habits that last. Today, I'm going to do my best to provide a concise, clear answer to the question What makes food unhealthy? How do you know if you're actually eating foods that aren't good for you? And How can you make sure what you do take time to prepare will actually benefit your body? I'm laying it all out for you and sharing some of the mistakes I've made in the past. I hope you find it to be enlightening, informative, and supportive for your health journey. Let's get to it. Do you find yourself struggling to consistently implement healthy habits? Do you lack energy, confidence, and motivation because of stress, overwhelm, and shame for having not gotten it together by now? Friend, there is hope and grace for your health. Hey, I'm Robin Ryan McDonald, host of the Vision Driven Health Podcast. I'm a follower of Jesus, a wife, a mama of two, and a seminarian turned health coach. And I'm so excited that you're here. I found myself in my early 20s, captive to cravings and convenience. 20 pounds heavier, super tired, with a face full of acne. I could not figure out how to maintain healthy habits until I discovered the power of aligning my choices with God's vision. 10 years and two kids later, by the grace of God, I'm still prioritizing my health and feeling amazing. If you are over quick fixes and are ready to feel good in your own skin, Then grab a giant water bottle and let's dive on in. So you want to lose weight and you want to do it the healthy way, but you feel like it's going to be too restrictive, overwhelming, and you're afraid you're going to end up doing another thing that just doesn't work for you. Friend, no that gets to end. My new course, the healthy weight loss framework is going to teach you step by step exactly how to set a foundation that will allow the work you put in to last. I'll show you how to make healthy choices that serve your body and your goals. I'll show you how to partner with God. And I'm going to give you all the resources and tools you need to make it happen. You can even do the entire course from your phone. If you want to, (laughs) I'm going to show you how I a foodie for life who is juggling kids, multiple businesses and leadership hats has managed to maintain my 20 pound weight loss for nearly 10 years with simple habits and hacks. So come into the healthy weight loss framework so I can show you how to lose weight the simple, healthy way so you can have the energy and vitality to be and do all that you're created for. Go to visiondrivenhealth.com forward slash course to sign up and gain instant access to the hope and health through the holidays mini course as well, where you'll learn how to create healthy habits during the holidays. I hope to see you in there. What makes food unhealthy is a big question to answer. I will start off by saying this episode is not an exhaustive answer, but I hope it helps to shed light on what is often a confusing and debated topic. I want to give a few asterisks before I really delve into it here. First off, I'm not talking about food that becomes unhealthy because someone is allergic to that specific food. If someone is gluten intolerant, then... Gluten inevitably is unhealthy for that person. Any food that causes an allergy or reaction in someone ceases to be a healthy food for that person, even if it's totally healthy for someone else. Secondly, I want to distinguish between food being quote unquote unhealthy and being quote unquote edible. Just because something is edible doesn't mean it's healthy. Just because it looks healthy doesn't mean it is. Just because the packaging says it's healthy, doesn't mean it is. Just because your friend said she loves it and she lost a bunch of weight eating it, doesn't mean it's healthy. (laughs) And finally, just because the FDA approves it, just because it's on the shelves of the grocery store, doesn't mean it's healthy. These are what I'll be covering today. And additionally, I'm going to give you three keys to preparing healthy food for yourself. I think we all know that Just because something is edible doesn't make it healthy, but oftentimes I think it's easy to consider it more of a neutral option. When I was captive to cravings and convenience, I remember looking at the fast food meal I was eating and thinking, man, and and I, I recognized that what I was eating wasn't healthy, but then I had the thought, so many people eat this, if it were that bad, it wouldn't even be an option. The problem was myself and everyone in line with me didn't realize the negative impact that the inflammatory oils, additives, and other harmful ingredients were having on our bodies from this particular fast food chain. And if your goal is to nourish your body and to create longevity and health through your choices, it doesn't make sense to regularly consume certain foods. One of the major ingredients that should be avoided if your desire is to create true health is vegetable and seed oils. This includes canola oil, soybean oil, grapeseed oil, sunflower seed oil, safflower oil, anything that says vegetable blends because it's just a blend of all, all of these or some of these, peanut oil, corn oil, and cottonseed oil. And there may be a couple others that I'm missing. The process in which these oils are made is pretty disgusting. They are pretty much just chemical goop that wreak havoc on your body. In fact, they have to treat the oil in order for the nasty, rancid stench that naturally occurs from it to be covered up so that it's palatable. And anything that's fried is cooked in these. Most restaurants use these oils to prepare most items on the menu. Sadly, if you look at the ingredients in most packaged foods, you'll find that these oils are included in some capacity. They even hide these oils in seemingly healthy foods like salad dressings, which is why I rarely, if ever, order salads when I eat out. And that's why I say, just because something looks healthy doesn't mean it is. Whether or not something looks healthy is subjective. I talked about in the last episode how I thought bran muffins and naked juice were healthy in college, when really, they were sending my blood sugar through the roof. I've had other seasons in my life where I was convinced certain foods were healthy, but now I would not touch them. (laughs) But it's so easy to get fooled. Food companies know that people are generally trying to eat clean, so they make the packaging look quote-unquote green and natural. They put a leaf on it. They use the phrase all-natural or heart-healthy to try and make it sound good. And friend, I wish it weren't true, But if that heart healthy label is on there, I run. That usually just means there are a bunch of grains in there, which when processed can cause your blood sugar to spike, which then causes inflammation and actually does not support your heart. (laughs) I highly recommend checking out episode 13, where I get into the whole episode is on how to read food labels. And there's also a free label reading guide attached to that episode. So if you want to, you can pause this one, head over there, or remember that for after this one. When I think of (laughs) thinking that something looks healthy paired with actually believing the misleading packaging, I can't help but remember this one time in high school. I think I might have shared this story in a different episode, but I thought having just white rice with, I can't believe it's not butter spray on it (laughs) was a healthy thing to have as a meal on its own. (laughs) No meat, no veggies, just white rice and spray margarine. And the bottle of the, I can't believe it's not butter spray said heart healthy, better than butter, probably said like zero cholesterol and probably some other claims that made me feel really good about spraying that on all my food. I even told my friends how great it was, and I had them drive to my house during lunch to have some of this (laughs) white rice and spray butter meal. Spray fake butter meal. (laughs) And honestly, (laughs) which this leads me to say, just because your friend raves about a certain food and maybe they lost weight from that certain food doesn't mean it's healthy. I mean, shoot, (laughs) look at what I had my friends eating in high school because I was convinced it was healthy. And, you know, we really just need to stop making weight loss the indicator of health. And you might be saying, wait, Robin, aren't you the one who has a weight loss program and course? Yes, glad you asked. It's called the Healthy Weight Loss Framework. If you chop off your arm and then step on the scale, you'll be... Five to ten pounds lighter. But was that healthy weight loss? No. If you starve yourself and do 30 to 60 minutes of cardio five days a week for a couple months and drop 40 to 50 pounds, is that healthy weight loss? I'd guess probably not. And even if you could make the argument that it was healthy, I'd seriously question whether or not it was sustainable and be very curious to see how long it would last. I know. It can be so hard to see others lose weight quickly while you're there struggling to try and do it the healthy way, but it is 100% worth it to take the extra time to find something that truly nourishes your body, that heals your body, and that as a result of true health then leads to healthy weight loss. I mentioned two episodes ago how the FDA approves food here in the US that is banned due to health risks in other first world countries. Why wouldn't it be banned here in the U.S. as well? Personally, I care much more about finding out who grew my food and how or who raised the animal than I do about whether it has the government's seal of approval. With that said, to summarize what makes a food unhealthy, in my opinion, it's, it just comes down to food that causes more harm than good. This is determined by knowing which foods are actually nourishing and which are harmful. It also involves learning your body's signals. You want to pay attention to how your body feels after you eat. Do you get tired immediately after? Do you crash in the late morning or in the afternoon? Do you feel bloated? Do you struggle to sleep at night? Maybe you notice that you struggle to sleep on certain nights more than others. And you can ask yourself, huh, what did I eat? What did I drink that day? And these are just some of the kinds of things you want to be aware of as you determine which foods best support you and your body. I personally still eat out and have indulgent foods or meals. At the same time, because of what my vision is for my health, I don't partake of those things all the time. I make sure I'm choosing food that nourishes me more than anything else. Being able to do this for yourself often requires a bit of trial and error, along with some education to find out what's really going to serve your goals and your body. To get you started on figuring this out, I've got three big keys to preparing healthy meals and snacks. Are you ready? Number one, make it at home, and use quality ingredients. I say something to this effect very often, but it cannot be overstated. Nothing compares to putting together your own meals in your own kitchen. You can control the ingredients. You can make sure you're getting the nourishment you need. You can make the adjustments you want to so it tastes the way you like. And the quality of what you eat does matter. Simply by getting organic or grass-fed, you are decreasing potential harm and inflammatory ingredients and increasing, or additives, I should say, and increasing the benefits. Number two, prioritize the right macros for nourishment and satiety. First things first, you want to think protein. If it's a meal, ask yourself, what's the meat going to be? Meat's going to be your best bet for getting quality Quality protein, period. So, some of my favorites are ground beef, chicken thighs, or pork roast. And you're really wanting to try to get at least 30 grams of protein per meal, which translates into about four to five ounces of meat. So, that would be a good solid scoop of ground beef, two chicken thighs, depending on the size of them, or a good sizable chunk of pork if you're doing that pork roast. You can also get protein from quality dairy sources as well. I highly recommend getting raw grass-fed. And if there isn't already fat in the protein option you chose, because the ones I just mentioned actually would have some fat on them, you want to make sure you're adding some healthy fat to that meal. Whether that's avocado, grass-fed butter, avocado oil, olive oil, by the way, avocado avocado oil, olive oil, And coconut oil are actually healthy oils that you can use if you're sad about the other list of oils that I mentioned previously. And protein and fat are what are going to make your meal satisfying and keep you fuller longer. Then you want to get some complex carbs like vegetables. Maybe if you want to do some sweet potatoes or maybe some squash or fruit or a combo of all those, I usually like to have the meat veggie, and then some sort of complex, because technically vegetables are a carb, um, but they're very, very low glycemic. They're not going to spike your blood sugar very much. They are a great source of fiber. Um, And so then I'll maybe do like a sweet potato or I'll do some squash or something of that nature. Number three, make a lot. (laughs) Whatever cooking you do, particularly if you're prioritizing the right macros for optimal nourishment, you'll want to make sure to double or even triple what the recipe calls for. It makes things so much easier when you've got enough leftovers to feed everyone all over again. I can't tell you how many times I've gotten to dinner time and I think, oh man, what am I going to make for dinner? And then I excitedly remember, oh yeah, there's leftover pulled pork in the fridge. Awesome. (laughs) Or when I'm super hungry and I need a snack and then I remember, oh yeah, I made some protein balls or I made some chicken salad to snack on. Those omens are really just the best. (laughs) Okay, so again, number one, cook at home with quality ingredients. Number two, prioritize your macros for nourishment and satiety. Protein, number one, then fat, then complex carbs. Number three, make a lot of whatever food you make. If you want a clearly laid out framework For how to create healthy meals for yourself that supports your body's healing and can lead to healthy weight loss, join the Healthy Weight Loss Framework. The next cohort starts the beginning of November, and everyone who joins this first cohort will get immediate access to the Hope and Health Through the Holidays mini course, where, like I said, you will learn how to improve your health while going through the holidays. I bless you with finding amazing healthy meals and snacks that you and your whole family loves. I'll talk to you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Vision Driven Health podcast today. I hope this episode inspired you, supported you and blessed you in some way. If it did, it would mean the world if you would leave a five-star written review on Apple Podcast and share this episode on your social media. The more reviews and shares this gets, the more people can be blessed and encouraged in creating a Jesus-centered, sustainable, healthy lifestyle. If you want to hang with me and other Jesus-loving ladies who are creating healthy habits that last, be sure to join my free Facebook group, The Made Well Mastermind. Use the link in the show notes to join. Be blessed with hope, joy, and health. I'll see you next week. Again, the Vision Driven Health podcast is under the umbrella of Mabel Health Incorporated. The content on this podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. It is not intended for medical advice. It does not take the place of medical advice or treatment from a physician. Listeners should consult their own doctor or a qualified healthcare professional for specific health concerns and questions.